certainties, certainty, the certainty of eternal life. And that's what we were looking at last week, right from verse 13 of chapter 5 of 1 John. <clears throat> and we concluded with thought, thinking about the idea of insur- uh, assurance, insurance, <laughs> assurance. If you want to have assurance that you're a Christian, live like a Christian. <laughs> it's as simple as John puts it. And this is one of John's major themes as he goes through, as we'll look at 14 verses tonight, scattered throughout the book, that speak of Christian behaviour, that gives you certainty. Exercise your faith. See God work. See him answer prayer. See him as you minister to others. See him as he leads you in the word to lead others along in the truth. And so... The behaviours of those who believe, the behaviour of those who possess eternal life, and there's 14 behaviours that we'll take from John, 1 John, from start from chapter 1 to chapter 5. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you've told us how to behave in this generation. We and other saints of all ages have had your word and is applicable at all times. Lord, we thank you for it, and I pray that as we think of the things that you know will give us assurance by our obedience to them, I pray that we might be convicted about them and do them. And Lord, we wouldn't be wondering if we're going to go to heaven or not, because we are, as it were, on a heavenly plane already. We are, as it were, already glorified. Them he also glorified. Lord, but in the meantime, let us live like glorified beings. Bless the word here in the, be- in the meeting tonight and those listening in, in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Let's go to chapter 1, verse 7. Yes, you say, oh, repeating. Yep, we go. we've been through all these, but pulling them all out and putting them together. Behaviours of those who believe and have eternal life. <clears throat> In John's Gospel, chapter 3, and it's also in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, after those, that wonderful verse 16, and this is the con- condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. You wonder why people get so angry when you present them the Gospel and tell them they're sinners? Because their deeds are evil. Everyone that doth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. I'll sneak around outside and try and find a dark place in your house to enter. A thief and a robber, and so evil does too. And the evil deeds of these people won't let them come to the light. They don't want to be exposed. For everyone doth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought of God. And so very plainly, John in his epistle and in the gospel tells us we are to walk in light. In verse 7 of the book we're in, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. In the light. Have you been walking in the light? What's the light? Well, we know it's the Bible. He is the light of the word, the word of God, the Lord Jesus. Walk in the light of the word. 
and you'll have assurance. Um, <clears throat> glad you're here tonight. How is it good to stay in the light? Stay in fellowship. Talk with one another. Commune with one another. That's why we have fellowship together. We come together to build our most holy faith and to be instructed and maybe be warned and be encouraged to walk in the light and have fellowship one with another. And that where, where fellowship happens. I am concerned for people that come just on a Sunday morning because they have limited fellowship and limited light, particularly if they're not reading the word, if they're not meeting with other Christians. And the pastors, if they're not here, where are they? <laughs> you wonder, you're concerned because they, they could be somewhere else. They could be two-timing. They could be at another church. You know, all these things come buzzing through your mind as a pastor. And, you know, the sheep you're, you're concerned for. Be in fellowship, be in the light, walk in the light. Um, so, glad you're here tonight. <laughs> and those, I, I know there are some that can't come. So, if you're listening in, thank you. And you're in touch with us and staying in fellowship with the Word. And who um, <clears throat> was I talking to the other night? Uh, they said, oh, I, oh, Andrew, I didn't see such and such there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, well, they were sitting up under the camera. <laughs> You can't see them unless they walk down, and it doesn't spread that far either. It doesn't go that wide of the camera, as you've seen. But walk in the light, and there is a concern. Let it like this. When you're at home and you're in a family, our family was 6 o'clock in the evening. What, what was 6 o'clock in the evening? What do you think it was? Dinner time. Yeah, tea time. We called it tea. <laughs> And if you weren't there, well, what's wrong? You know, where are you? We are concerned. And if you only come to one meal a week, do you think that would sustain you? <laughs> yeah, good on a diet. <laughs> but isn't that what we do as Christians sometimes? Or well, we see a lot of Christians doing. They're on a spiritual diet. They're not in the light. They're not in fellowship. That's concerning of where their walk is with the Lord. Behaviours of those that will know they're saved and know they have eternal life. That's one. There's 14 of them. And chapter 1, verse 9 of 1 John, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Be cleansed. Confess your sins. You know, that's walking in the light. You'll be exposed to this, what's wrong and you'll confess your sins. And I've got above in a note in my Bible I put down, I don't know when, but confess, admit. We don't say, Lord, forgive me of my many sins, nor does it mean to ask God to forgive us. It doesn't say that in that verse. But we are to admit what God says about us, that we have sinned and he will forgive us. That's what the verse says. If we confess our sins admit and say the same thing as God about what we've done wrong he is faithful and just to forgive us it's automatically forgiven if we admit what God has revealed to us 
and what he says about our sin and how we need to, Lord, I committed this sin and he will forgive us. Um, I'll put another note, confess. What if we don't confess? Are we judged for these sins of commission at the Bema seat? It does say in other scripture that he forgives us all, forgives us all our sin. Are these the sins of omission where we will be ashamed before him at his coming? Um, <clears throat> where we knew, knew to do good and did it not. And then in 1 Corinthians 3 we've already looked there about the fire burning it all up because none of our works were of the Lord. But we're saved, we get there. <laughs> Confess our sins to God and we will be cleansed because he will do that. Keep short accounts. um, Number 3, 2 and verse 3, chapter 2, verse 3. And by this do we know that we know him if we know, uh, sorry, keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. How do you know them unless you read them? (laughs) Be in the book. Keep his commandments. In John chapter 15... And verse 10 and 12, it says this. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy might be filled, said the Lord Jesus there. This is the commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you, so keep his commandments. You say, but... The Lord fulfilled the Old Testament and all the commandments are null and void. No, 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 no. The, the, the sacrifices, yes, the ceremonies and that, they're done. But what do we find of the Ten Commandments? How many of those do we find repeated in the New Testament in the epistles and the writings of the New Testament writers? How many? Nine of the commandments are repeated. Plus, there's other things. So you don't do them to become a Christian. We looked at that on Sunday. You do them because you're a Christian and you love him and want to do it. Um, chapter 2, verse 28, another behaviour that of those that possess eternal life. This is 1 John 2, 28. <clears throat> and now, little children, abide in him that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. What is it? Abide. Abide continually in contact and communication with him in prayer and meditation. Oh yeah, you can be working, but you can still meditate and think on the things of the Lord if, if you're not using your, you know, your noggin, your brain, for calculating or doing certain things. There's times when you can. Certain jobs allow that a lot. <clears throat> you see, if you drive... Brother Rob out there, <laughs> he drives the Nullarbor and he drives to Queensland. He drives the Nullarbor. And he's got a lot of time for me in the truck. What can he? What can he be doing? He can be praying, can't he? He can be abiding in the Lord. And if we're driving, if we're doing things like that, yes, we can. Uh, <clears throat> and I've got uh, John's Gospel again. John's Gospel, chapter ten, and those. Well, you know him. It's about the vine and you, the vine has to abide, the branch has to abide in the vine. Uh, chapter 15, not chapter 10. That's why I thought I hadn't marked it. 
<coughs> I'm the vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth fruit, or beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that he may bring forth more fruit. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. The branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in a vine. Abide, abide in him. Constantly in contact with him. And it says there in that verse 228 that we read, and have confidence and so not be ashamed before him at his coming. Have confidence that you are Christian. Have confidence in fronting people with the gospel, in fronting people who are Christians and not walking as they should. Abide in him and you'll have that confidence. Chapter 3, verse 3, another behaviour that John mentions in 1 John. Um, <clears throat> and every man that hath this hope in himself purifieth himself, even as he is pure. So what is it? Purifieth himself. Because you're abiding in him, you're keeping his commandments, you're reading his commandments, you're purifying yourself, as it says in 1 John 1, 9, we've already looked at, confessing your sin, purifieth himself. First Peter said, Be ye, we should better finish that, Be ye holy, for I am holy. As he who hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all conversation, because it's written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And uh, holiness, purity. Philippians 4, verse 8, in the list of things given there, it says, Think on these things, and one of them is pure things good things godly things spiritual things eternal things think on these things and first john chapter 3 right from verse 3 to 10 it speaks of this purity wherein the christian should walk and james 3:17 but the wisdom that is from above is first pure gentle easily to be in, easy to be entreated so this is one of those behaviours, purifying, abiding, keeping his commandments, confessing, walking. And the next one, found in chapter 3 and verse 9 of 1 John. And it says there, <clears throat> Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. He doth not commit sin, and as we, when we went through that, he doesn't commit sin habitually. He doesn't practice sin. He, as Second Peter chapter 2, verse 21 and 22, he doesn't go back, I've written down, to the pig pen and wallow in the mire and the dog to the vomit and so forth as it mentions there. He doth not commit sin. When you sin, you should... Well, a pig doesn't feel dirty, he loves dirty. But you're not a pig, you're a Christian. <laughs> and we don't want to wallow in the muck and the mud of this world. <clears throat> and we don't want to habitually, certainly, we won't fall in, but we want to be dragged out. I was working for a man one day, and they had the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency. They were coming to inspect his farm. All the offal, the runoff from the peels of the potatoes and all the stuff that washed the, the potato cake slices and the chips run down a pipe and into a settlement pond we'd built. But uh, people were complaining, and it was on them about 100 acres but they could see it from the road and it was always pretty bubbly on top a lot of methane coming up so we got there and he said we have to halve the size of this dam today they're coming tomorrow 
So we've got a lot of dirt and put it through to middle, and then we put dirt over all the rest of it, about six foot thick, so we didn't sink through it. It was just mud and slop. But one area we filled up the top, a little hole. We filled it up and covered it up and didn't drive on it because it would have squashed out with a bulldozer and backbladed it and it looks all even. And the EPA lady, lady <laughs> walked on it and went <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight through into all the awful stuff. Oh. <laughs> Bet she, they passed it. They passed it. I don't know how he got away with that because she stunk. <laughs> I was wondering, I saw her earlier and I saw her later. So, well, she's got different coloured trousers on. <laughs> They'll check it, spotty. <laughs> anyway, you know, the Christian that's like wallowing in the stuff of this world is like that. Don't go back and commit sin habitually. You might fall in a, <laughs> you might fall in a hole now and then, but get out and clean yourself off by confession and by purifying yourself through the word and through you know, confession there. Um, verse 11 of chapter 3, another behaviour of uh, the one that will have assurance of eternal life is 3 verse 11. For this is the message that we heard from the beginning that we should <laughs> love one another. That's, that's the most oft-repeated one. And the Lord said, it's the greatest commandment, love God and love one another. We should love one another. Galatians 5 and verse 14 <clears throat> says this, For all, all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. If you hate your brother, as we've already discussed and studied a little time ago, then is the truth abiding in you. Love one another. Don't commit sin. And the verse before that and the verse after that in Galatians 5, uh, <clears throat> we've been called to liberty in Christ, but don't use liberty for an occasion to the flesh, that is to sin, but by love serve one another. Um, and in verse 15, if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. Don't commit sin, don't fall in the, the mire. <clears throat> love one another. And verse 17 of chapter 3, this is the first John, the behaviour that will give you confidence. Chapter 3, verse 17. But whosoever hath this world's goods and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? <laughs> Can we meet everybody's needs? No. When we know of a person in the fellowship that has a need and we can meet that need. You, when, it, Proverbs says, when you've got it by you, it's there. You have the ability to meet that need, then do it. But don't go getting a loan to do it. Then <laughs> That wouldn't be right for you to do unless you have that. And the Lord will lead somebody that has the means to be able to help that person. So help a Christian brother in need. As James says, and we've been there before, chapter 2, 15 to 18. You know, what does a prophet of bro um, my brethren, if a man says he's got faith and have not works, and if a brother or sister be naked, destitute of daily food, won't you help him out? Yep, you will. And so that gives you that confidence and encouragement, both to them and not only to the getter, but the giver. The, the receiver will get a blessing and the, the giver. Help somebody in need. I mean, 
non-Christians, you come across an old lady going across the intersection, you're not going to make it time for the lights. You dart out there and unsaved people do it. You see them often will help somebody that has a need. And sometimes they just walk on past like the, the priest and the, the Levite. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, often it's the unsaved one, the Samaritan gets in there and does. We ought to be known for doing that, helping others out. Especially, it says in the epistles, of those that believe. Especially. Not only, but especially. And... Um, Chapter 3 and verse 23 is next behaviour we look at. 3.23 And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Believe on the name of his Son. Believe that he is God. I mean, we might have doubts and become a doubting Thomas for a while, but go back to the book. Listen to the Holy Spirit as he teaches you through the word and believe the name of his son. We were singing about him earlier, singing those words to him and of him. And chapter 4, verse 1, the next behaviour that helps us to have confidence. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And this is an important one in the day in which we live. Believe not every spirit. There are umpteen ones out there. And it doesn't take long if you're in the word and know the word and you're listening to them, they just say, no, hang on. That's not doctrinally right. You know, most people have abandoned doctrine. Most churches have abandoned doctrine for the sake of unity, as they say, we love each other here, you see. <laughs> we, we overlook one another's error and doctrine and that's not right to do <clears throat> because Paul said in Romans 16 verse 17 now I beseech you brethren mark those who cause divisions and offences contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and what is the statement two words avoid them when I talk to someone who would who'd been a long time servant of the Lord, more than 30 years. No, 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 that doesn't mean that. Well, what does it mean? Because you're going to be contaminated if you mix with those that don't believe what you believe, the truth of the word. Believe not every spirit. Hey, the devil is full-time, I believe, in every nation all over the world doing his grand plan of deception and lies. It's everywhere. You can pick it. It doesn't take long. Because of their philosophy and their worldview, they want to believe that, so they'll, tell, they'll say a lie. And he is a liar from the beginning. He's, <laughs> the devil is a liar. Believe not every spirit. Titus 3 and verse 10. Timothy, there's Timothy. Titus 3 and verse 10. A man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition. What's the word? The last word. We go to shop in town called it. The <laughs> uh, void shop, no. We've got a Yeah, okay. I heard reject. A reject shop. 
<laughs> okay, there's where you'll find some Volsoptrum. No, you'll find some cheap bits. <laughs> um, a man, a foolish genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, unprofitable and vain. If he's been, he's a heretic. After the first and second admonition, reject, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sinneth, being condemned in himself. And so <clears throat> there's one there in, in Thessalonians. It talks about another one. If he doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. And if he he's been told, you know, he shouldn't be doing that and should be doing what the Lord wants, he won't do it. I'm looking for the Thessalonian ones. So. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, Paul said it, chapter 3 of 2 Thessalonians. Um, For even when we were with you, we commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies, because if they're not working, they've got time to be poking their nose in other people's business um, and not doing what they should. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat and do their own, eat their own bread. But ye brethren be not weary in well doing. And if any man obey not our word or the word of this epistle, note that man. And then it says two words here: have, and have no company with him that he may be ashamed now it's i believe it's a christian they're talking about here and he's he, he he would be he will be ashamed as people are not accompanying with him they're not helping him along in his misbehavior of uh not working when he has the strength and ability and age to work i when you get older ask the older people when you get older do you want to work would you like to do it? Do you know how to do it? Brother Dunn, I'll pick on you. You're older. <laughs> yeah, you're qualified. Do you know how to fix something when you see something broken? Would you like to fix it? Of course he would. <laughs> and he tries. He gets under his mower and puts the blades on, even in you know, some of the conditions he's had. Oh, maybe you shouldn't be stretching that muscle at the back there. <laughs> but... It's not talking about those people. It's talking about people that have the ability but don't have the want ability. <laughs> they don't want to do it. If they don't work, don't eat. That'll soon make them work. So here's something. If you do what God has given you and gifted you and given you an ability to do then and do it, you <laughs> have that confidence that you're a Christian and doing the Lord's will. Behaviours. Um, <clears throat> oh. I'll have to mention the others. The four of them, we know by the Spirit's presence. And that's in chapter 4, verse 13. As he speaks to us and guides us through his word. Chapter 5, verse 2. When we love God and keep his commandments, which really has been, we've mentioned it before. And 5, verse 9. Receive the witness of God concerning his Son. And we've looked at those witnesses just of recent and last chapter 5 verse 10 believe on the son of God and they are as it were repeats to what we have already looked at anyway in verses so behaviors if you want to be confident that you're a Christian do these that John mentions there's 14 of them mentioned there <clears throat> a 
That's good when the Lord gives you opportunity and you say, that was nothing but the hand of God doing it. (laughs) And you just rejoice in that fact.